Ivesource is a new game-changing app that allows you to create auctions instantly during these moments, as the crowd's excitement is at a fevered pitch. Imagine, after spectacular moments, you could remove any item from the field of play and place it into a live auction in less than a minute while the game is still on. Imagine the fans in attendance bidding on and winning one-of-a-kind memorabilia and experiences from that event while the event is still going on. LiveSource handles the heavy lifting so that there are no limits on what can be sold or when it can be sold. Auctions can be created in less than 60 seconds, at which time the app immediately notifies fans to start bidding, determines the winning bidder, and arranges payment and delivery moments later. Excite your audience with highly shareable moments. Motivate more fans to attend your event. Increase revenue. With LiveSource, it's as easy as one, two, three. And it really is that easy to use that app, by the way. So all you fans out there, don't forget livesourceapp.com. You can either go to the website or it's best. I download the app. So like just the other day, I saw uh, Coach Gibson posted, I think it was like a jersey or a helmet on the app uh, to, to bid on. So teams throughout the league are going to be doing it. So fans, get on there, get on the app. Um, they're a sponsor of the show. Show some love for for some people helping us out, helping the NAL out. Um, but uh, again, like we do every show, if you can post where you're where you're watching from. Uh, if you've got questions for me or or Mo, please uh, comment, and we'll try to get to them. But tonight's guest, we're we're sticking kind of on the the player route. We've got another. I mean, there's nothing but studs. I think in the NAL, just from looking at these bios and talking to these guys, we got we got some studs in the league. So uh, today I've got Mo Leggett, uh, DB, with us, playing for the Columbus Lions. How's it going, Mo? Oh, uh, I'm right. I muted you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. How you doing? man doing doing great doing great i thought i thought you just wanted to be by yourself and just look at me that's why you muted me my wife says i like to talk what can i say man you know <laughs> no no man thanks thanks for joining me it's it's been fun um you know we've had a lot of good fan engagement the last uh i think this is uh 16th or 17th episode so um it's 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 moving along but Mo, kind of walk us through. Let us know where you're from and and kind of your journey along the way. Wow, man, um, where do I start? You know, started from my mother and father. Now. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was born in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. It's a town um, just on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. Um, and then just playing ball there. Um, I was actually not able to make the football teams there, but I ended up moving to Atlanta and uh, playing football here and going to Mount Zion High School in South Metro Atlanta, Clayton County. You know, Clayton County's being famous now for for the election and everything, right? 
<laughs> but that that's where I, that's where I, you know, I'm originally from, and I'm residing here in Atlanta as well. I don't even know where. Like the resume is so long, I just, I just don't know. So where what? To stop so me. when you were in high school, you went to high school in, in Georgia. Did, were you a multi-sport athlete? Were you solely football? I played. I played football. Played basketball. I did track. Um, my freshman year, I did swimming as well. But my mom ended up. My grades started slipping, and my mom took me off of every sport. And then I had to ne- narrow them down. And um, we had an athletic director. Uh, he, he claims he was uh, he he was he was looking out for my best interest at heart, but he was the football coach. So the rest <laughs> is history, right? <laughs> nice. So, at what point did you kind of say, uh, "Hey, you know what? Maybe I could play." college sports like did you know that early on or i knew i knew that when i was a kid and i knew that when i was a kid i went to a catholic school growing up in mckeesport that was one of the schools i actually went to one of the private schools and it was it was different and it was a lot rougher than than most public schools were and i saw this this white shiny rock and I just grabbed it, picked it up, took it back home and just told my grandmother, I'm going to build a house for you with this rock when I go to the NFL. And she said, that's nice, son. And and she was like, keep working hard. And like the rest is history. Nothing got in my way for that. So how did you come to, you know, Valdosta State? Like, was that, you know, close to home? Um. It was, it was a rough, like, like I said, like my ninth grade year, my grades started to slip. They slipped so bad to where I was constantly fighting to stay eligible for the rest of the rest of my high school career. And, uh, I had to, my GPA was low and I have to have back then your, the lower your GPA, the higher your SAT or your ACT had to be. And ACT was just being implemented. And it wasn't accepted everywhere, so I didn't even take the ACT. But I missed D1 qualifications by 50 points. And I almost had, I almost had a 1,500. So <laughs> so um, that's that's how it came. And I actually went to a couple visits. And I went to a couple D1 visits. I went to uh, a couple of Division II visits. And... Valdosta State's rival, West Georgia, there was a coach there. He told me that I wasn't tough enough to play West Georgia football. And damn, that that was, you know, I, I, you know, I'll take, you know, constructive criticism. Um, you can question my ability all you want to, my work ethic and heart. That's, those are two things that you shouldn't question about me, no matter what. If I have one leg, I promise you, my. <laughs> I, I'm out there giving everything I have, and I might not be at the cream of the crop, but I'll be in the middle of the pack somewhere, even with one leg. And a coach, a coach told me he he just told me about Austin State. He said, "If you come here, you're gonna have there's two things I can guarantee you: a, a chance to win championships and a chance uh, to start." didn't matter what you know what your class uh, classification was so 
I went there. It was frustrating. I missed a signature from my mother by, it was like one signature because I was 17. I couldn't practice in camp. So uh. the rule was, if you don't practice, you don't play. So I went, I went to the bottom of the depth chart. I was like the seventh safety. And by the time my mom had brought the signatures back, and I was just frustrated. So I was like, I knew I was going to get redshirted. And I was like, if I was going to get redshirted, I might as well stay at running back. And I was frustrated. And I was like, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to transfer to a D1 school and be closer to home. But the same coach walked up to me like the day before I said I was going to leave. He said, hey, why don't you try to play linebacker? And I started, <laughs> I started two years at linebacker and I, you know, I torched West Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> you had them circled on the calendar, huh? I, I I tried every year. Every year, that was one game that I that I actually said I will dominate that game, and I was four and one against them. So, did you went after those games? Did you you know like go up to the coach and say, "Hey, good game" or anything? <laughs> I did. I wasn't a talker like that. Right. And we we just let our pads do the talking. There was one play action play um, my senior year. No, it was my junior year, my first year at corner. I come on a corner blitz, and I I swear he the quarterback needed a neck brace the <laughs> next day because I was coming for him. Wow. So. During your college career, what like NFL on your mind that whole time, or was there a certain time like, okay, man, I've I've got a shot here. I never doubted it. Never doubted it. From a kid to high school to to college, my recruit visit at Valdosta State, uh, there was a couple guys there, and they still talk about it when we meet up and stuff. They're like. I remember I remember Maurice was saying right there at the restaurant saying, I'm going to the NFL. <laughs> and people, you know, and we were all just like, oh, okay. And I, I was like, I'm going to NFL. Like, I don't recommend you skipping class, but like when I skipped class, I went to the weight room to get better. I didn't go to, to sleep in or anything like that. I was in the weight room and everything. I got caught one time like that and got in trouble. And those those disciplinary actions, you know, at Valdosta State, I you would rather be suspended than any other disciplinary action as a football player back then. <laughs> All I remember, every time I go on 75 North, I stop in Valdosta because there's a uh, Bojangles off one of the exits. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so that's, that's my spot. And I always remember Valdosta for that, that purpose because there is none in central Florida here. So I, I have to ride past it because once I make that stop, I can't stop for gas or anything there because <laughs> once I make that stop, I know I'm going around the city just to find people and look and just, enjoy the, the city because it's an amazing city to be in yeah how far is that from your hometown is that what about like two two three hours three hours okay no that's so when you were getting towards the tail end of your college career were you thinking like hey you know gonna get drafted were you did you know you were gonna be an un you know an undrafted like free agent like uh, i just 
I just knew I was going somewhere. Me personally, back then, I did not want to get drafted. Um, for the simple fact, I did not want to sit in the rookie symposium. I'm not a meeting guy. I really like <laughs> if we're going to have a meeting, come to my house. We can have a meeting at my house, uh, a less formal uh, setting. That's that's the type of person I am. It doesn't mean that the job will be, you know, won't get done because the job always gets done. And just let me take let me take the wheel and let me hold the meetings. We're holding the meetings at my house. I, I've done it a lot. So once that happened, once I actually learned that environment and learned how to watch film, it didn't matter where I was. I just couldn't be in a formal setting because I get tired and sleepy for some reason. I can't sit still. Yeah, I, me I too, excited. man. I, I get just excited can't deal with it. thinking about other things. <laughs> Nah, like what's the process like? So what is it, you know, you know you're you're in college, you know, you have a, a bunch of workouts or NFL teams coming to, to your school. Did you have to go to other schools for, you know, pro days? I went to other schools for pro days. We did not. We had uh, 20 plus seniors and we still did not have a pro day coming off of our second national title, which 15 to 20 of those uh, seniors were two time national champions. I do not know what was going on with our athletic director, but it was it was a shame that we didn't get any looks because that's where a lot of people were Some trying. Some good players to coming out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up going to the UGA and and uh, what is this Georgia Southern because our former head coach was at Georgia Southern. Our former um, equipment manager was the head equipment manager at UGA and. I don't think UGA, UGA stopped wanting us to come there because we actually dominated. The <laughs> Looking better than their guys. <laughs> yes, and it was it, it was without a doubt. We had guys that come up there every year showing out on them. So what was the call like? You know the like you know that first call from you know Kansas City that when they wanted to sign you. Actually, there was there were several teams that called. There was even several teams that called after Kansas City called my phone. And I had to tell them that I was uh, I was already signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, one of the teams was uh, Green Bay, and it was so much more money than any other team. I still said no. I looked at the roster. I get to pick and choose where I wanted to go, and I was yeah. like, and um, my agent said, you know, Glenn Ford. He trains a lot of guys now. He just said, hey. Um, We'll get back to you. So we just put all the teams out. We looked at all the rosters and said, "Who? What's the best shot that we're going to have to actually making the team?" And um, Herm Edwards was, you know, it wasn't even a question about it. And so you went, you went to KC and uh, unrestricted or undrafted free agent. Like, you know, you still got to prove yourself. You know what? Kind of walk us through that first that first year, you know how. Oh, so they Herm Edwards held rookie free agent camp for you know for the rookies, like the lower draft, low, lower round rookies and undrafted rookies and guys, you know they want to see, you know that might slip through the cracks. I know when I went there, they handed me my number automatically. I thought I was being cut. Because they gave me Priest Holmes' number, and I back then I didn't know anything about the sign to retire. So when Priest Holmes, you know, signs, and I'm like, oh, I got Priest Holmes' number, I'm getting cut. That was the first <laughs> thing on my mind. 
And I was just on edge the entire time. And every play, I was getting an interception. I probably didn't get an interception on one play. That was it. But everything else was interception, every play during that camp. And once he retired, I was like, ooh, a little relief. And then we started doing OTAs with the rest of the team. And um, I just – I was in a dogfight the entire time. I felt like one of those coaches was trying to get me cut every – play because i was going against the number one receiver on the team every play every, like every period team one-on-one -on -one. i was going against Dwayne bow all the time i even posted pictures where he he's a physical receiver and like on my on the reports uh during the pro days and telling my agent they said i wasn't uh bulky enough to play cover two and i'm going against a physical receiver and i just held my own I actually got a prank about like last day. I actually got pranked about being cut. So I go, oh, man. I go out with the guys and I sleep in and um, the player development uh, guy, he calls my hotel room. He's like, Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting ready to go home. I'm finished packing. He's like, no, no, no. You made the team. So I missed the entire first practice of the first regular season game. And it was going against Tom Brady and the New England Patriots when they had Randy Moss. <laughs> oh, man. Dang. Dude. I, I hope you got some revenge on that. I, I held my own, you know, when I played. I held my own when I played. Not a lot of guys can say they actually caught the ball on me. Uh, yeah. So so what was kind of your, your most, you know, uh, proud or fond moment, you know, during your NFL time? Um my most proud moment was just that rookie that rookie season. I had I had coaches that actually believed in me. If I made a mistake, they they trusted what I saw and they they trusted that it wasn't going to happen again. And uh, there was a game we were playing Jeff Garcia and and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I didn't have a bad game. I had a, I had a a pretty good game from you know the average eye. But from a from a schematic standpoint, I wasn't doing my job. I was just trying so hard to make a play, trying to bait and everything like that. And uh, Herm Edwards just came to me one on one in the hallway and said, you're an undrafted rookie. You do not have room for error just as a as if you would have a first round guy. First round guys can make more mistakes. You have one to zero. Like it's almost a zero tolerance. <laughs> And I and he just told me he like he likes me he likes the way I play he likes the way I fight and he was just saying he just said that's that's how the league operates and the next game we I think we played the Buffalo Bills and I was starting and I was just making plays you were you tried to catch a pass I'm knocking it out and then just I just went on a tear until I got injured. Um, back-to-back -back defensive touchdowns, um, a fumble recovery for a touchdown then the in Oakland. Then the next week in Denver, I get a pick six um, on Jay Cutler. Prime, you know, the good Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then I got hurt that game. And that, you know, that's what Makes happens. it tough. Yeah, when, you, when you're, you're hurt, you're not able to participate. I mean, it's unfortunate teams teams kind of move on you know they don't wait around long do they guys yeah guys 
uh, a lot of players, the younger players, they were like, um, you're, you're the best defensive back I've ever seen. I'm just, and I just say, it doesn't matter how good you are. You are no good if you're not playing. So yeah. that, you know, that's my whole thing. I didn't make it. I didn't make the cut. <laughs> yeah. So how did you decide to kind of just keep, keep moving forward, you know, through that? And, and what was your next, you know, kind of stop? Um, I, I love the game. My next stop was I, I did three years in Kansas City. Um, they all ended in injuries. Every season ended in injury. So um, and there were also internal issues once the staff changed and everything like that. Um, was there was was Nick Sirianni there a coach? Do you remember him? wide receivers, maybe or quarterbacks? No, I don't remember him. OK. He probably, I think he might've came in right after he, he played on uh, an arena football team I used to own. And I think he's, they said he's going to be the new head coach in uh, Philly. So I was, and I know he was with Kansas city. So he stayed with Kansas city now. No, no. I think he, they, I think they're just about to name him the head coach of the Eagles. Oh, okay. But he was, he was there. Like that no. was his first NFL coaching I, gig. I, I was like, Charlie Weiss was there and then he ended up leaving. Um, this is my last season in Kansas City. He left right before the season started, and you know, they, there's things out there, and I don't, I don't believe them. They're, you know, the, the dirt that they're putting on his name back then, I didn't believe it. Um, I just listened to vets and trusted the vet, the veterans. Um, Brian Waters, he was um, helping Damari Smith. He was like the next man in line. Um, to Damari Smith with the NFLPA, and he he just talked to me and 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 treated me as a professional. And once like once the vets started talking to me, and then those vets started leaving because you know the new coaching staff, you're trying to implement their way. Uh, that's when I knew my time was coming to an end because I had a veterans mentality. So I ended up um, just keeping in contact with Brian Waters and. The lockout hit, and once the lockout ended, I went to um, I went to Detroit to reunite with my defensive coordinator for my rookie year, and um, I actually I was dominating training camp, and then I get injured, and you know that that mind frame that I instilled in the defense helped during that training camp period because. We go, you know, we go from 0 and 16 to, well, I think it was 10 and 6, and making the playoffs, right after the lockout ended. Nice, nice, but I mean, it's it's got to be frustrating, you know, just with, you know, the injuries, you know, you know, the last, you know, each each season, and that one happened early on. Um, how long did it take to recover? Oh, uh, for me, like I was just. I was just so bent on just coming back, coming back, coming back. I wanted to be ready for anything. Anytime something called and I ended up going uh, to the AFL playing in Utah. And I, I got, you know, I did, I did all right. How was that like transition from outdoor to indoor? Cause a lot of people talk about, you know, there's a learning curve there. It's just a little different. Want, want me to one thing, one person that actually gets me, and I was very fortunate enough, and uh, I hate to go against him, but uh, Rob Keefe, you know, he's in Albany. Good old he's, Coach Keefe. 
Keith is one person that got me and he was, he's one hell of a coach. So um, once he taught me how the arena game worked and he's a guy, he's a guy that will put you in the best position possible. This guy does not sleep and he's always, he's self-motivated. And once he put that belief that faith in me, it was, it was the rap. Like <laughs> I just, and he, he knew how to get to me. He knew how to get to me to just, you know, piss me off and stuff. And he was like, all right, go get him. That's it. Like, I, I would be like a rabid dog game come game day because he would piss me off during the week. And he wouldn't even he wouldn't even fuss at me the entire week. That's the crazy part about it. <laughs> so so what what happened here in the arena bowl? We got we got Paulie talking about uh, a 50 plus yard pick six. I have the longest pick six. In AFL history, and it happened to be in an arena bowl, and it actually uh, shifted the momentum. Nice. Because Philly, uh, Philly had just got a turnover on downs, I think, or a turnover, and they were getting ready to score, and I get a pick six. That's nice. That's that's big. So, how did you like the arena game? You know, coming from outdoors, it's actually it's actually my favorite. It's actually my favorite. I was it's like seven uh, on seven. On, I mean, it's like nothing but passing. <laughs> it wasn't even about passing. It yeah. was just the simple fact that um, it's not uptight. Like you, you're like yes, we're we're all professionals, uh, and I feel like the ones that the the teams that treat you like a professional, and they're they're not down your throat. It's either hey, be a professional, or be unemployed. Like, there's no there's no other way around it but the ones that are hovering you over you all the time non-stop those are the ones that actually struggle and everything like that because that be, becomes a morale issue because we're all adults yep. if you can't be a professional then you can be unemployed i have no issue with that or telling anyone that no that's so true how about up in uh canada so you had a little taste up there as well um Five years. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you like that? Again, kind of a different style game too. um, I was very fortunate enough to actually get a taste of the motion during arena. And uh, I I actually uh, tore every ligament in my right ankle uh, eight weeks before my first CFL tryout and was with the Edmonton Eskimos. So um, I actually cut my cast off. To, to act, so I was like, I got to, I got to train. I cut my cast off like three days before my first tryout, and my, by myself, I took a saw, and I was just hoping that <laughs> the only thing I was scared of was, please don't cut your leg, you know, an artery. <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up going there. Um, there was a couple Valdosta State guys that played with me that were at this same workout. I knew for a fact that. I couldn't change directions that well. So I pressed everything. And we, Edmonton back then was known to be a physical team and they pressed everything anyway. So that's what he wanted to see. And Chris Jones. So I pressed everything, dominated there. And and me, that was the ego check because it was like, hey, uh, we'll give you a call back. And I said, nah, that's not going to work for me. So three days later, I do the Winnipeg workout. Um, and then there are CFL legends out there from Winnipeg looking at it and stuff. Like I didn't even get through the entire 
workout and um milt steagle walks up to me he's he's the greatest receiver to ever play in canada he's like the jerry he is the jerry rice of canada and he said oh they're gonna sign you and i'm like oh so i don't have to do another rep and he was like yeah that's what it means because i dominated on both sides i played receiver at this workout too (laughs) (laughs) and no one could stop me so my son had a championship flag football game and i ended up being able to make it there like i missed just the first quarter so that like that's how it was and winnipeg showed nothing but love i love i love that city i love the ceo the ceo was amazing too cold up there isn't it <laughs> oh i love it. it it brought me new experiences new yeah. friends uh new f- extended families uh it was amazing it was amazing up there i can say that so did, how were you up there at all in the off season too or just during i season? ended up moving my family up there uh my third for my third season okay nice and we stayed there for um three four and five years three four and five Nice. Well, how'd you get back into um, the arena game then? You know, uh, leaving CFL. So I, I I was actually working on this marketing campaign, and I was <laughs> I was in Jacksonville, Jacksonville Beach, on the beach, sipping like I was like, oh, this is the good life. I'm sipping, <laughs> a, I'm sipping a drink out of a coconut. <laughs> nice. Believe it or not, and I was just scrolling through social media, and I see Coach Keith say say something about a game and i was like i just sent the guys i was like you need a and i was just like oh you must need some corners or something like that and he messaged me and said hey you know you want <laughs> can you play tonight are you serious you want to play and i was like well i gotta go back home and get my stuff so i can't make it there so one week passes and then i was on there and that I was said, the- I, get, I said i said i get back from the campaign on uh on sunday he was like we're flying you out monday <laughs> <laughs> and that, is that what i did you get out there right away i got out there on monday i just told i just told my wife that hey uh i'm going to play for keith again in albany and he was like all right she was like all right and i just like she's just start packing for me and she just start packing for me and then i as soon as i got in i just put those clothes to a side and I had a suitcase ready for the next morning. Damn. <laughs> so how far into the season was it before you got there? It was the last season. It was the last game of the regular season. Okay. So you're there and then the playoff run. So basically. Oh, he's stacking that, was, that damn deck at the end of the season. That's what he does. <laughs> All right. He, uh, I wasn't even uh, supposed to get a lot of reps that last game, but one of the guys got injured. Uh, I was just supposed to be easing and get back in back in shape but that didn't last long i was just i did special teams and everything like that and after that it was it was over with like but i'm still a professional so i knew how to get back in shape quick i don't need i don't need any rest time i don't need (laughs) damn that yeah that's that's definitely got to be tough and and then you i mean the playoffs weren't probably that long either i don't think Uh, we had we had three games. Okay, so you were kind of just hitting stride at the end. It was, uh, it was, it was tough. It was tough. I can say that because I'm a like I I get excited. I get like the anxiety kicks in, so that that makes it even harder for you to even breathe. 
I was doing kickoffs and making plays and I, I'm running around. And if you catch a pass on me, I'm, I'm pissed. So I want to take your head off and I'm going there. And it was, and then you have a high powered offense that Keith always makes sure he has a high powered offense. And I think I was more tired the last game than any other game I played with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was sucking for a win. And they're like, man, you're like four games in. I was like, it's not even that. I'm like, I don't know what is going on. The anxiety kicked in too much because got a pick six, a fumble recovery. Uh, so that adrenaline was at an all-time high. Kickoff. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I'm the – yeah, the adrenaline rush – hit me so hard and I'm on the sideline and I'm like, what is going on? It's not even, it wasn't even like this bad. The first game. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Did, so did you play any wide out um, like in, in arena? Cause I've, I've I, always I been like a big, year. I'm a I, big I proponent of Iron um, Man. <laughs> they threw the, so basically they, uh, two throws, only one catch. Only one catch. Okay. So um, two throws, one catch, one touchdown. The other throw, it was incomplete. Well, no, it was intercepted, actually, because it was batted up in the air. And it was incomplete. All right. So so Greg Ellis, who's a legend in Raleigh, he wants to know how you got connected with Coach Gibson and Columbus. And just a fun fact with Greg, Greg is the – he was the owner of a team in Raleigh that hired coach Gibson for his first head coaching job. in. Oh, wow. Arena, I, so. so, um, you know, of course the arena football league, fold, fold, uh, I'm not saying folded, but actually filed for bankruptcy. So when they filed for bankruptcy, I'm like, man, I'm not going out like this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I did, I just called, uh, Mason Espinosa and I, I heard he was down here. You know, guys, all of us talk and stuff like that. And I asked him what team he was playing for. And he said the Columbus Lions. And I was like, well, that's close to home. And uh, basically, he's just like, oh, I'll give you the number. And we just we talk. And uh, Coach, Coach Gibson is still uh, – he has that Coach Keith. He's, you know, that's the umbrella from, okay, now I, I, now I know because I also talked to Keith too as well. Right. Um, there were a lot of teams and one thing about, one thing about coach Gibson, he made me feel like I was a valuable member of the team. Whether he's lying or not, he, that's what he made me feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, what, what's your name again? Yeah. Yeah. Mo, yeah. Mo. Right. <laughs> but there were other, there were other teams that, reached out me reached out to me through Facebook. I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at them or anything like that. I guess they didn't do research or not. And uh one team, they reached out to me and then said, hey, can you can you send us your film? <laughs> and I'm just I responded Get I the hell said, out of here. No, I didn't say that. I just I just said uh I don't keep my film. Go to I I just said Google me. I didn't mean it in the arrogant or anything <laughs> like that. Just you Google and then you would know like I'm right. not, I'm not, even though in this league, I'm a rookie, but I'm not a rookie to the arena league. And yeah. it was just it's funny. Guys were actually were asking, reaching out to somebody and they didn't, they didn't catch it right away. But if they're, if they're coming after you, it's like, yeah, what the hell's wrong with people. 
yeah, there's a couple guys, even from my hometown and uh, in McKeesport, there was like that. Um, like there was just teams. It's, it's, it didn't, the price, the price of it, of course, um, it's unfortunate that the prices are what are what they are. Uh, it didn't make sense for me to stray far away from home. And where do you live now? How far are you from Columbus? A hop, skip, and a jump. It's not even. So, I mean, the nice thing is, family will be able to come watch you, and that's yes. I even have like old high school guys; they can come down. Um, it's nice. not far. It's not far from anyone like that. So, uh, that that's the best thing. I uh, got a question from Dallas. Is it easier to sustain an arena career than an NFL one? Uh, it's a, it's a toss up. Um, there are certain, there are certain, uh, things in the CBA for the NFL that can actually protect you to keep your, your NFL career. I, I would have to say it's easier to be there. If you're, if you're a talent, the talent pool is a lot larger, but, and the one, everyone wants to be in the NFL opposed to arena, but uh there are there are different things intact that cba is intact for us to sustain a, a decent career if your talent pool wise if you're not good enough and there's a lot of talent in the arena football game it's just uh there's no true cba to protect the players and in, in the leagues and not even even in canada it's not not for americans like um it's just you get hurt as a rookie, you're cut with no protection of your contract. There's no protection right. of your contract in any other league. NFL, they have to buy you out at least. Right. That's what happened uh, my my last year in Detroit. Were you able to get enough games in to kind of you know max out the pension, or did you just miss that? No, I I, I got my pension and everything. Okay, nice. like, I still get the benefits and discounts and everything like that. And nice. um, I'm I'm very grateful and happy for it. <laughs> yeah, I know sometimes it's like I've seen so many people like right at that, you know, like just miss it by a few games or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's, it sucks. sucks. And it, a lot of guys will do that. It, a lot of guys, are, they get bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't blame them, though. But there's still something intact that even back then it was still like there's still things that are intact for you won't get your a full pension now like with the cbas going on so now they have like by your uh your tenure so like two and four by plus so now they just go by year which is amazing nice so what kind of stuff do you do outside of football oh man uh what don't i do uh me and my wife we have a travel agency together and um it's called Legit Travels. I can actually, like, if someone messages me, I can actually put the link up for it. It should, it should be on my Facebook. Okay. It, it should be on my Facebook for um, for my website. Uh, what people don't know is when you go on Priceline, someone's getting that commission. Why not give it to someone that you actually know? Yeah. And that And that's what's so, you know, me on it. And I just brought my wife in on it as well. Uh, so you can go there and for domestic and international travel, people come to us. Uh, I was hoping to go on a trip on a cruise uh, this 
this summer, but I'll be playing football. <laughs> so I have to change it. And I have I have my entertainment company, Almighty All-Stars Entertainment. We do music modeling and acting as well. Um, and then I have Marius Leggett Student Athlete Academy, which I train student athletes for on and off the field. But as well, I, I train... I train um, just regular people like me and you. You know, I'm a regular person too. Wait, I'm not a regular man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm more regular, but I train adults. I train. I'm not I'm even mobile. Regular. I'm mobile. I work on uh, other people's schedule. Uh, I train. So I train. Tell me more about the travel. I, I like the. I got. I found your website there, right? Um, right. So. Like what kind of like do you travel yourself or you know is there oh, any spots that you like to go to? Like for me, I I have not like me. I'm big on family, so I have all these kids running around uh, in my life. So <laughs> they're in my house, but they're in my life too. And my nieces yeah. and nephews, so I'm always spending time with them. Um, I might take them to Disney. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, I stayed in uh, Kissimmee. Okay. When when we were here, when we were down there, uh, and then another time we stayed at one of the resorts. Um, what is it? The uh, Sea World, one of the Sea World Resort hotels. Okay. So yep. the next one, next time we go, we're going to be in that safari hotel where you can feed a giraffe out your window. That's what I told the kids. Damn. We I live in like a a resort, so like half of the people that like our vacationers and the other half are like me. They just live here, but it's housing. So it, yeah. it's pretty cool. Um, and we're, we're real close to, to Disney, probably five miles maybe to right. the park. So, so I mean, like for, for us, what we did was we just bought in on a franchise of IntelliTravel and it's, it's similar. Like everyone calls it network marketing, but like, this is a whole different, you don't have to sell anything. Like right. for me, uh, you could make money off of, you know, trying to partner up with people. I'm not trying to do that. Like I, I'll just pay my monthly overhead. You st like this, like paying for your business, right? It's like yep. 70 bucks a month <laughs> and you get your little 1099 at the end of the year. But for me, like I, when I travel, if I can't write it off on any other business, I'm writing it off with my travel <laughs> business, which right which the government is uh, a lot more lenient with your write-offs with uh, travel agents. So, and you get travel agent rates, you get discounts and everything. Like there's so many benefits just because you're a certified travel agent. So I can do a lot more that way. Nice. Nice. No, it's good. I like kind of hearing all, uh, you know, I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. So I love hearing like other people kind of, you know, you know, having different hustles and, um, you know, the travel thing I always liked because I love to travel. Um, and, uh, I know there's so much, you know, there's so much money out there in, 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 uh, uh, revenue for travel. I mean, everybody, so there's so much out there. It's, it may, it makes sense even with, oh, well, it's, it's network marketing. You can say that all, all you want to do, guess what? Everything we do is network marketing. Yeah. Why not benefit from it? And like, if you're traveling, why not pay yourself? Because you're paying someone. Right. You're paying someone. Well, that's, 
Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, we just uh, we bought a uh, insurance franchise, my wife and I, about okay. five months ago, and so same thing. We're paying all this insurance. <laughs> At least now we we get the the commission off of it, but uh, you know, it's it's more of a long term you know type thing. But I, I travel, I write, I get to write it off. I'm yeah. booking a hotel, even like when I do business deals with other people from other companies. I'm like. My company's going to book it. That's that's too yeah. Bad. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta talk to Coach, man. That's what you gotta negotiate in your next deal. Is hey, I already well, talked I, to him. I said, okay. hey, I said, I was like, you know what? Once after this season, I said, yeah, we're going to have to have the entire league go through my company. Or why uh, not? I mean, that's different team. Like, there's a there's an NFL team that's actually in this as well. That's wow. the crazy part. There's an NFL team that's actually with them, uh, with the same. But think marketing. about it from a, a team standpoint. Think of how much money they can save by you know doing that, or it's another revenue. Uh, exactly. So, and uh, I mean, no, <laughs> it, made, it made sense. So I'm like, yeah, I'm always trying to do it. Even my son does it at school. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> how old's your son? He's 13 now, but he's been doing it ever since I started in. And I started it a couple of years before I even went to Canada. Nice. No, that's cool. That's cool. So you're busy. You're always, busy. <laughs> always. We just, just had a baby December 26th. So half of Christmas was in the hospital. Coach Gibson says, don't steal my future business partner. <laughs> I found him first, Jason. Oh, he, he, knows, I, he knows my plans about uh, wanting an arena team. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's the guy to talk to, man. I mean, what what he has done in Columbus is unbelievable. I mean, it's a tough, tough business. And, you know, I think they really have a good system down and, you know, they're operating efficiently where, you know, they can sustain it. I mean, they've been there 15 years. How many how many arena teams have been around 15 years? That's, there's know, that's there's only a few. Yeah, one of my good friends, he actually mentored me with uh, strength and conditioning. Uh, Melvin Paris played down there. Oh, with, yes, and it was it was crazy because he was like, yo, I, I played there. And I'm like, that's the team. And it was just like, yeah, that's <laughs> So it even brought some more excitement, uh, you know, that I have a close friend that actually trusts Gibson. So it... That's good. So, so you talked about <laughs> Hey, I'm I'm sure I share business ideas with Coach too. I mean, come on, Coach, you cheating on me now? <laughs> no, you know what though? I I really enjoy talking to Coach Gibson because he gets me thinking uh, from just like a whole nother you know side of things, and it's been fun just to kind of see the marketing stuff that he's doing, and you know, I he's using Live Source now and some of the other tech stuff that that uh, you know I introduced him to it. It's just it's good to kind of collaborate with him and try to get as many of the owners to collaborate as possible because the stronger everyone is, the better the league will be, the better everything is. So um, he gets it there, which is un unfortunately not everybody does, but, but he definitely does. So. Yeah. When they stay together and then that's what makes the league stronger. Anyway, look at, look at other leagues like the NFL um, NBA and stuff like that. Um, NBA should be bigger than what it is, but 
I think it's about to even get bigger now with the uh, I, I don't know if you saw, but they just announced that they're going to allow private equity um, firms, I guess, to own up to 30 percent of the teams, 30 percent of each team. And, and the only reason why they're doing that is because of the way they're doing their ownership. If I feel like if they follow the NFL's ownership to where like um, what is it called? Um, shared revenue kind of yeah. deal and stuff like that. Uh, I, I feel like you wouldn't be like they're holding too many secrets like L.A., Boston, you know, the the bigger markets are holding out on other owners because that is not, it's not a, a shared revenue deal. <laughs> so what are your plans, you know, when you're done, you know, playing football, it's kind of sounded like you were just saying you want to, you want to own a team at some point. At some point I would want to own uh, probably NAL. Um, I mean, coach Gibson talked that he told me the price. I'm like, that's it. And I was just like, <laughs> oh yeah. Cool. I already know. I'm, I'm I'm scouting on the people who I want to bring into the organization. That's that I've seen run arena teams and help help it flourish as yeah. well. I it's definitely. I I always say it's like a love hate business. <laughs> like I've, I man, I've had some great great seasons and some some bad ones, but it's a lot of work. But at the end of the day, you know, for me, like the passion that's my passion. And so when you do something you love, um, you, you have fun. And so it, it's definitely, it's a cool business and uh, it's tough, but you just surround yourself with good people, learn from people, you know, and, you know, I've been in it 20 years as an owner and I'm still learning. So every day, you know, so. You're never too old to learn. No, no, that's for sure. I'm not calling you old, but I'm just saying you're yeah. never. No, that's cool. My kids, my, my kids do too, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I got like some grays coming in here. Uh, don't. 42. You're still young. So so what's, still what's, your, hair, so. what's your plan on playing? How 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 long do you you know do you plan on playing? Are you gonna try to like play longer than Tom Brady? Or you know, like what you have a goal set for how long Maybe. you'll be out there? Until I stop getting phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Until I stop getting phone calls. Uh, I, I I never haven't made up my mind yet. Uh, I want my kids to see me play uh, and see the determination and drive. Um, if I'm not getting beat like a drum, then I'm okay. Yeah, and and it is really cool to have your kids be part of it. You know, I, I mean, it's like. I, I was telling somebody the other the other week, you know, my son, he's 17 now. He don't really, you know, he, we're not cool parents because he's 17. But, you know, he told me just a couple of weeks ago, he's like, the best time, the best memories he has was when I would take him to practice with me. And I was a bad parent because it was like we would practice at like, you know, 10 o'clock at night on a school night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he'd be out to practice at midnight. But, you know, you don't I didn't really think about it back then. But now that he's getting older, he's like, you know, all those times that we did that. So definitely enjoy that. And that was one of the things we were talking about with uh, your teammate, too. Um, Lonnie, same thing, you know, just, you know, having being able to have the kids around and and all that. So 
Yes. Enjoy it. Don't take it for granted. None. My even in Canada, my son was actually um on my MVP runs. He was actually on the field with me. He was in practice uh with me. My one of my DB coaches, when he was there, he had no issue with it and he would do the drills with us. And he was That's a lot younger back then. So imagine if he could do it now, he would be so excited and everything. But um he did you, practices and everything. Are you like a big um, like trash talker on the field? No. If 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 I trash talk, uh, I'm I'm pissed to the point of no return, and <laughs> I I would just keep throwing the other way because I'm not looking for interceptions. I'm going to make sure every pass is caught so I can probably rip rip your head off. You don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't talk trash. It's just it's not in me. Like I I turn into a whole different person um it's just it's just not in me like i let my play do the talking and if i start talking uh you're you would want to fight me <laughs> that's all you would want to fight no me fighting no time. fighting no fight i like I'm, I'm i'm the one on the field joking with you i'm i'm joking with you as i'm beating your head in but i'm not <laughs> how about I'm not fighting i'll just have my hands up but you'll want to fight me so if i'm mad if i'm mad and you get me talking, I, I have like that Kevin Garnett trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> one of so, my favorite guys. How about the fans? Are you one of those guys that like, do you talk with the fans throughout the game or um, acknowledge them at all? Or are you kind of laser focused in? Uh, I'm, I'm both. So uh, like pregame, I'm with the fans. At the end, I'm, you know, talking to the fans. Uh they have a beer. I'm talking to the fan. You know, <laughs> uh, just it's just if it's if it's going if it's if it's time to make a play, and the momentum has is not in our favor, I, I'm pretty much laser focused trying to figure out all the scenarios in my head, and, and you you can talk to me like that. I hear you. I, I'm gonna come back to you probably right. like the next time I come back. But uh, like the fans, even. The hecklers, they don't. I'm not. I'm not even heckled. That's how crazy it is. They won't heckle me because I'm not a trash talker. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. You, it makes it no fun then, you know. <laughs> they're there trying to get you going and just like leave the dog alone. They'll go. They'll go away. So I just leave. Yeah, they'll find the player out there that they can get in their head and and have a good time with. <laughs> I leave my. I let my teammates do it. I even give them some. Give them some lines and stuff like that on on the slide nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a uh like a celebration or like a thing that you do like if you score if you have a pick or you you score like is there like a celebration or i just do i just do the queen wave uh my great grandmother she wait she used to wave like this all the time and i so <laughs> i've always been waving like this man that that's pretty much it and you know that's that's it pretty much that's it what is your favorite part of arena football? Like, what do you like most about it? For me, it's it's the fast-paced game. It's the fast-paced game. It's like quick step, uh, mental. You have to be in the right spot. Uh, the deception of the game. Like, there's not a lot of time as, as an offensive player to throw the ball or get the ball off. So you have to throw it like this. is. It's still a chess match. 
because I, I'm making you think I'm one way. I'm going one way and I'm actually going to where you want to throw it. So it takes time. It takes study. Um, muscle memory. I don't necessarily need um, to practice uh, a large amount of plays. All I have to do is, is just walk through. Like, I don't have to run through the plays. I can just walk through the plays. What are they doing? Are these other? This is the concept of the team. Okay, this is how he plays it. I'm working. Uh, I'm playing mind games with the quarterback. So I, I love that part of the game. And of course, when you flip over the wall, I don't spear don't spear beer, beer on my jersey. Just pour, <laughs> spill it on my face mask. That's it. That's all I'm asking. If you're gonna spill beer, spill it on my face mask. <laughs> are you are you um you know you get you all decked out out there you got like a, a visor and towels and gloves and wristbands and everything or all right visor uh, i have a, a prescription i have a prescription uh visor dark tenant visor um and then i just gloves and a towel that's <laughs> gloves are not for me to catch the ball it's just in case, like I'm a physical guy, I don't want to cut my pretty hands up. They're soft, so <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta keep them good, man. You gotta keep them good. I practice without them though. A lot of the times, I even go through warm ups without them. Are can you catch? I mean, you know, they they say some DBs they just can't catch. That's why they're DBs. So. Uh, I, I've been I've been nicknamed Mister Steal Your Pass, Mister <laughs> Six. Is just the list goes on and on about it. I, I, I'm an offensive player that plays defense because uh, I'm not a prima donna. All right, all right, good. good. <laughs> all right, now you're not in Columbus yet, so let's talk about. Um, I'm just always curious on food because I'm I'm a big guy. I like to I like to eat. So uh, you're in food. Atlanta. So give me some spots to go to next time I'm in Atlanta for some good good food. Uh, you have my number. Just text me. <laughs> then you i'll give you my spot. i'll give you my address <laughs> you 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 cook i love i love to cook i love the yeah cook. yeah i love to cook i'm i'm a i'm big on cooking what's and, your what you have like a specialty or something what's your, your uh, go-to i like to do the honey garlic salmon uh, like honey garlic salmon i do that uh, a lot the, is that like a, is that baked you bake baked. it i don't i don't do fried foods i don't okay. eat, eat i don't eat cake or ice cream um I'm an Oreo man, and that's it. <laughs> Milk and Oreos, that's that's probably my junk food. Uh, I love to cook. I'll do steaks, baked uh, chicken, um, ziti. I wanted to try some. I have to buy some zucchinis so I can do zucchini boats. I want to try. What is that? Uh, zucchini boats. Is the, you, you cut the zucchini in half mm -hmm. the long way, and you make it a little boat, and then you, like, stuff it. I do stuffed bell peppers and uh for the side like i the list goes on and on and on if i don't know how to cook it i will learn how to cook it so i can be good at it nice. i'm one of those guys if i if i can't do it, it's because i never tried it <laughs> i bought two things that have changed everything this past year is a uh, a flat top grill mm -hmm. which is great because you could do so much on it and then an air fryer I have I love, an air fryer. I, I love wings, but I don't. I'm trying to cut out the, you know, fried, and so there's no oil. I don't use oil in our air fryer, and uh, gets nice and crispy. <laughs> I I haven't had the air fryer. Like I, I have like one, two. We have three crock pots, 
I'm just looking oh, on damn. top of the fridge. Three crock pots, uh, a quesadilla maker, waffle maker, like chicken and waffles. That's the only time I'll eat some fried food. All right, so you're um, on the west side of Atlanta, so I'm I'm, I'm making a road trip. <laughs> you just, make, you just give me a dish. I'll, I'll make sure. Um, even with my student athlete academy, I do meal preps for them. Are you going to handle grilling at the tailgate? I I have to play, so <laughs> no. Because when you when I hear tailgate, that means uh, I will have more beer than food. So when <laughs> I, I, ha I have a game. I have a game. Uh, I, I've had some. I've I've had my games where it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be a fun game, but no, nah, <laughs> not the beer. <laughs> How about looking at the upcoming NAL season? Any, you know, any game specifically or city you're kind of most looking forward to going to? April 10th. Where's that one at? Albany. Albany, New York, going back there. Yeah, that was the first game. That was the first game. If it wasn't for – if any other team, any other coach probably, I probably would have asked for a trade, but <laughs> – I love Gibbs. I love Gibbs. So it's cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah. I, I, I have to, I'll be, uh, Gibbs going to have to like let me sleep in a couple times in the meetings because I'm going to be overly, overly on the film. Like I'm just going to be on film so much to where I probably won't be able to sleep because I know how Keith is. So it's, it's a big chess match with that staff. He's, I, he's a great I, coach, man. And, being in the locker room with him is is amazing. So I'm sitting here like I have to study film oh, yeah. harder than he is because I already know how he how he is, how that staff is. They they don't sleep. They sleep in the stadium in the arenas. I'm not. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't let him get up on me. He's very competitive as a oh, yeah. coach. He'll get in the mix like he's still playing. So I have to uh, have to bring it back to Columbus. I have to bring it back to Columbus. I have to bring the W back to Columbus. Because I'd say this though, the, there is some great um, coaches throughout the league. I mean, there is some really high level coaches, um, and two, just you know, the play the players have elevated too. Um, you know, the rosters are are all pretty solid throughout the league. So it's going to be some great games out there. I can't wait. Um, from, you know, from the AFL filing for bankruptcy. So you have an even bigger pool. Now everyone's in, in I guess, two leagues now. Yeah. So it's the level of competition is a lot higher. I have to work that much harder to even make the team. That's how I'm coming into it because I know – I don't want anyone coming to take my spot. I, I want to come in there. Even though Coach Gibbs got us running the 300-yard shuttle, I, I'll forgive him for that one. You what, know? <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, is that the test to be able to practice? That's the conditioning test. I haven't I haven't run that since college. I'd probably say my rookie year in, uh, <laughs> my rookie year in uh, Kansas City. <laughs> I I didn't we it what's was the time what's the time you have to get for that I I don't even remember um like I have some videos of me and my son doing it like the first time we did it back to back after a whole entire session uh he did it in a minute three and I did it in 57 
and on the average. Yeah. And uh, that is, you know, that was our first time doing it. And we did a lower body day. My son is at 57 and I was at 50 for two. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh, any way I could get out of it, I'll, I'm, that's one thing I'm going to do. Is there just like a, a team fine I can pay, Coach? Come on, man. <laughs> I'll cook for the team. <laughs> Something is, woo, that is uh, that is that is a painful experience that you do not want to go through as an older guy. <laughs> Sixty seconds. That's what he said. I I, I thought I mean, that's what we did down with the tarpons too. Sixty seconds as a defensive man. Yeah. That's five what, of them. Hold on, wait a minute. He said five of them. Five of them. Yeah, he's I he might it's eight o'clock. He might be drinking already. Yeah. There, <laughs> hey, that, that five is not a two, Gibbs. That's <laughs> five of them. You mean that's for the young guys, right? Yeah. That's yeah, you <laughs> you good. AARP uh certified. <laughs> so what's up? So your kid is he playing too? Like uh, he- actually, he's in eighth grade. He skipped the third grade, uh, so he's he'll be one of the younger okay. ninth graders next year. So we're prepping him for uh, spring ball, if there is, and we'll we'll go from there. So he, I train him just like he's training for training to play professional football. Nice. Uh, he can waltz it longer than I can. I know that for a fact because that's his punishment. He yes. says he's been drinking, I guess. I, I guess yeah, that, he's been drinking that, five, that five is Malik. We have to do five uh 300s. Whoa, <laughs> hey, get, tell him he's got to do it though, too. <laughs> I think he'll do better than me. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, I'm I'm an old man now. I'm like, man, this <laughs> and for, for me, we're running. I'm like, we don't even you can't run five of them in a game. I'm not allowing that Gibbs. I'm not allowing it. Our defense is not running three three hundreds, five three hundreds like that. We're going to get interceptions. Even if we're not returning them then, we're just gonna take a knee, let our offense score or something. All player <laughs> meeting. All player meeting. <laughs> player only is <laughs> nah, it's good. Yeah, don't let don't let Coach Gibson push you around, man. You tell him how it's gonna be and <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I'm I'm all for the team. Yeah. But there's some things the 300 where I draw the line. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. I like that. No, I I'll tell you what though. I I like what, you know, you guys have down there. I think I mean from the roster, man, you guys got some some legit talent. That's a cool city. I mean, they uh um <laughs> <laughs> He'll trade the three hundreds for some travel discounts. So yeah, don't... I, I'm, I am. <laughs> that's, I am fair, that's fair game, right? <laughs> that's great. Now, I'll, well, I'll trade you three hundreds for the pick sixes. I'll just give you pick sixes. How about right. that? Yeah, I, I got you a, a block of pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. the league lead and pick sixes. How about? That? <laughs> I would trade that. I'd take that. I'd take that. But man, it's it's rough seeing some of those linemen run that that th- those three hundreds. That's not good. I had a guy f- just got off a plane. I was, you know, I I'm not on the coaching side, but you know, I pick him up at the airport, take him out there because we're we're getting ready to practice. Well, 
He had to run that 300. He had to pass that 300 before he could practice. Man, he threw up all over the field. <laughs> it was good. It was good stuff. But but uh, Coach Gibson said deal. But, Mo, I want to thank you for, for joining me today. It was kind of great chatting with you, just, you know, getting to know you. And and uh, I'm kind of excited to get the season going and, and see if you uh, get a couple of pick sixes out there. A couple is two of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting more than that. <laughs> you are breaking up a little bit, but one last question. Um, you know, tell you you were mentioning that you you know you you might be starting a podcast or something. Tell me a little bit about like that. What what you're looking to do? All right, so the. Uh, uh, I want to start it for entrepreneurs and have a host on there, like a co-host on there. So basically, we will have a different theme each and every week. It'll be a weekly thing on Fridays. And we were just talking about businesses and marketing. It's marketing for them and promoting. And what I've been doing like with my networking events, uh, I've just been trying to help other businesses cross-promote, cross-market, and everyone gets to know about what's going on around them and who who they can do business with because I feel more comfortable doing business with people that I am familiar with. I don't want to give some stranger my money and I can't look them in the eye if there's a bad deal going on. So that is a lot of what I'm trying to get accomplished with it. No, I think that'll be cool. And, you know, it can tie into really everything else that you're doing, too. So, you know, if you ever need any help, feel free to reach out, man. Do anything I can to to give you some advice on uh, platforms, whatever you need. But um, it's a great tool, you know, these, these podcasts. So we're excited to have the NAL Live going. And we'll be back next week. We've got... Uh, uh, Rashad Payne from the Orlando Predators joining us. Um, and uh, we'll, that's going to be Tuesday. And we'll have a show Wednesday as well. So hopefully we'll have you back on during the season because you're player of the week. Um, you know, we're going to be doing that during the season. But but thanks again, Mo, for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me.